Good morning, and welcome to Connections Radio Show. I'm Laurie Fitz, your host, and as you know, our show is all about a wide range of topics that challenge us to see our community, ourselves, and the world around us in ways that get us thinking, get us connected, get us talking, get us more aware, and perhaps gaining something through the conversation. Perhaps that's a wider perspective. And it's the first Saturday of the month, and many of you know what happens on the first Saturday of the month. We get to work with Eastside Freedom Library. They are our co-hosts, co-producers. And the Eastside Freedom Library is a wonderful place, and I always enjoy having Peter Ratcliffe, who is our co-host, share about what's happening with the Eastside this month and what's happening in the news as well that may impact what's happening at the Eastside Freedom Library. Welcome, Peter. Thank you, Lori. We're just thrilled to have this platform and to be able to work with you and your listeners. It's, um, it's always a special time because your Eastside Freedom Library allows us to think about art. It allows us to think about uh, labor. It allows mm-hmm. us to think about what's happening in politics, about our homes, how we're connected. And from the very first time that you were on our show, when we were doing uh, a last year, around uh, June, July, when mm-hmm. we were looking at plays coming up at the um, at the Fringe Festival, but there's something special about what's going on at the Eastside Freedom Library, and I want it to be a part of what our listeners can experience as well. Well, and we think there's something special happening at AM 950, so uh-huh. we're really glad <laughs> to be able to be part of that. Yeah, yeah. good partnership. So this has been um, an interesting last couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, I think it sets a great context yeah. for the work that we're trying to do at the library. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have seen uh, the University of Minnesota Board of Regents uh, in a very dramatic public meeting refused to change the names of four buildings that were named for administrators who implemented racist and anti-Semitic practices. And there was a tremendous crowd at the meeting and a marvelous lecture provided by John Wright, who is sadly for us retiring Mm -hmm. uh, from the University of Minnesota, from the African and African-American Studies Department. Um, We saw the Republicans in the Minnesota State Senate announced that they were going to radically cut the budget of the Minnesota Historical Society uh, for adding signage at Fort Snelling, not taking away signage. No, it was an addition too. Adding signage uh, that would recognize that this was the Badote spot, the the place of origins and for the Badote Dakota people, goes back so thousands, yeah, so yes. many yeah. years, thousands. Yes. And we reject that as we're uncomfortable with having. Right? Uh, why? Yeah. Why? Why yeah. not honor? Is there? Perhaps there's guilt. Perhaps there's just uh, blinders being put on because it's easier to mm-hmm. not look at what mm-hmm. has happened in right. our past. Right. You know, and and they. They call us revisionists. Mm-hmm. And as someone who earned a PhD in history and taught history for almost 40 years, I can tell the listeners every historian is a revisionist. Mm-hmm. We're always digging up the past and looking at it in new ways. How we tell our story and Absolutely. how we learn. Absolutely. You know, what yeah. things do we focus on? What is, and it's a history. Yes. It is a story. Yeah. It's a story we tell. Yeah. And if, if the story doesn't agree with what we want to believe, it's ignored. Right, right. And how do we dig up the things that were ignored and and go, we want to have them be part of our story? What does that story look like? And and then a a third incident Mm -hmm. in in the last week, um, the Minnesota Court of Appeals uh, overruled the state of Minnesota, the Department of Natural Resources action more than a year ago in changing the name of Lake Calhoun to uh, Bide Minska. I'm mm-hmm. sorry that I'm not pronouncing it correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, but changing the name from what had been named for the vice president of the Confederacy mm-hmm. uh, and, a, and an advocate of the perpetuation of slavery uh, to the name that Native Americans, Dakota people mm-hmm. in particular, had given this body of water. Mm-hmm. And so we see three occasions uh, in which power 
has manifested itself to deny us the opportunity to continue a conversation about the relationship between the past and the present. And at the Eastside Freedom Library, we're really committed to using art and culture as vehicles to promote those conversations, even those conversations that may be uncomfortable for some mm-hmm. of us to participate in. And it's been great for us to experience our neighbors and people from the wider Twin Cities who come to the library and are willing to put themselves in the position of listening, to put themselves in the position of, of asking questions about their own privileges and, and benefits, and really engaging with a, with a wide variety of their neighbors. So, you know, I'm sure you and some of the listeners remember that a month ago, um, we had Sian Thomas of ABC Realty on and in anticipation of a program that we had on how to close the housing gap. Sixty people showed up on a on the night of an April snowstorm and and had a fantastic conversation mm-hmm. uh, in which people really listened uh, to each other and then this past week, we had an event with Russ Stark and Mayor Carter exploring the city's plans to embrace addressing climate change and to take responsibility for lowering emissions both that the city itself uh, generates but also that all of us who live in St. Paul are contributing to. And again, a very large and diverse crowd of people sat and had a conversation with each other. And it's, it's interesting that we have to say having a real conversation with each other seems like a progressive or radical act but it is and it happens when people's time is limited Mm -hmm. um and you're caught up with a long to-do list Mm -hmm. conversations can almost be a luxury sure uh but they Mm -hmm. feed us Mm -hmm. and if we're not having good conversation if we're not thinking about if we're not continuing to learn um, we, we're not developing our full selves. We're right. not having that opportunity to see. People may not know exactly what they want to do when they come to the Eastside Freedom Library. Mm-hmm. I think just coming to an event there and learning that it's there and then being able to go to the calendar and go, well, what sounds kind of interesting? How can I get engaged? Right. Because that's right. part of what makes it vibrant are the people that show up. Right, right. And we're trying to entice more of them to become ongoing participants. Mm -hmm. We use the noun collaborators to describe people who choose after having attended an event or two that they'd like to get involved and help other events take shape. And in many cases, they end up providing the very ideas that become future events. So we're, we're trying not just to be a place, but also to be an organization and to be an organization in which people build community and I guess, you know, sort of participate in a process of lifelong learning. Yes. And none of us are finished products. We are all still works in progress. And it's great for me, like I'm the biggest participant. I'm there every <laughs> night. And and I get to learn something new every single day from the people who come in and bring their imaginations and their talent. Uh, it must to be us. a joy as well to see how it's grown. Yeah, it, you know, it's interesting sitting here at the beginning of May, uh, next month, June will mark the fifth anniversary of the Eastside Freedom Library. And your listeners can be the first to know that we will celebrate that fifth anniversary in an event on June 12th featuring Jelani Cobb, um, who is a journalist at The New Yorker, is a Ph.D. historian, educated at Howard University, started his teaching career at Spelman, um, has been a remarkable activist scholar, as we like to call ourselves, and we're thrilled that Jelani is coming out from New York. Uh, to help us celebrate our fifth anniversary. And that's on the eve of Juneteenth. And so there'll be a lot going on around this, this fifth anniversary. And it is a kind of pinch, pinch, uh, you know, how did all this happen so fast? <laughs> uh, starting with an idea. Yeah. 
And there's a yeah. library. We should we should let. Wait, this there's just... an empty library yeah. in a working class immigrant neighborhood. Uh-huh. What should happen to it? Yep. And you and your your co executive director right said, well, it should be a place where people gather. Yep. And it should be a place where there can be art. Yep. It should be a place where people can feel safe and yep. share their story. That story is really yep. the through line through Absolutely all. the through line. Yeah. And Beth's work in theater has really brought us more layers of relationships and ideas. And it was so wonderful this past week to attend uh, the Tashi Reagan performance of The Parable of the Sower at O'Shaughnessy Auditorium and to see how a blend of gospel, folk, rhythm, and blues could take a piece of African-American feminist speculative fiction and spin and present a story that powerfully impacted 1,800 people sitting in that auditorium. The power of art was on display in a very, very big way. Uh, gives me chills thinking about it. And I know that the rest of our show, we're going to be talking about some events coming up in May that we want to make yep. sure folks are aware of. Uh, but I also want to have, make sure that people, if you want to look at your calendar to see what's coming up, you can go to the eastsidefreedomlibrary.org. And I also want to mention that when you're in the East Side, go to Brunson's Pub. It's not only a cool place with great food and great atmosphere, they're supporting our show. And Absolutely. we, we yeah. thank them for being a part of uh, our partnership in getting the good work out and um, inviting folks to be part of the Eastside Freedom Library and taking the Eastside Freedom Library to the air through AM 950, our Connections radio show. To check out Brunson's Pub, you can go to brunsonspub.com. Stay with us. We're going to talk about events coming up, and I know you'll want to learn about them. So just a few short commercials, and then we'll be right back. I'm Peter Rackler from the Eastside Freedom Library, and I'd like to tell you about an historic place on Payne Avenue. Brunson's Pub is a place where history and passion are a part of every detail, starting with the menu. The Payne Phelan neighborhood arose from Dakota people who lived here for hundreds of years and pioneering immigrant communities, Irish, Swedes, German, and Italians, who made the Eastside their home. More recently, waves of new residents from Asia, Latin America, and Africa continue the rich immigrant history and are revitalizing the community's cultural life and economy. Come experience Brunson's Pub at 956 Payne Avenue and grab a discounted gift card when you mention that you're an AM 950 listener or a supporter of the Eastside Freedom Library. Be sure to check out brunsonspub.com. Find a wide selection of outdoor hearth products at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. Whether you prefer wood or gas, Woodland Stoves has the fire to fit your home. Pizza aficionados know nothing matches masonry oven baking for capturing flavor and nutrition. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces can easily install one in your home or business. Enthusiasts use these ovens year-round for bread making, wood roasting, even grilling. The mission and passion of Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces is to make the fire work for you. The way humans relate to fire is primordial. We have used fire to warm our bodies, cook our meals, and kindle our spirits. Our team has the know-how to do this in a clean-burning and environmentally smart way. Visit our store and experience the diversity. We have over 35 working units on display at the corner of Riverside and East Franklin. See us online at woodlandstoves.com. Find the fire that fits and works for you. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services since 1977. I'm Connie Burek, co-host of Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show. Join Michelle Kitzmiller and I as we focus on all aspects of health, wellness, spirituality, and growth from a mind, body, spirit, emotion perspective. On the Awakened Living Radio Show, we will discuss stress, self-care, fear, happiness, beliefs, communication, joy, pain, trauma, and more. Join us for the Awakened Living Infusion radio show Saturdays at 10 a.m. Let us share with you ways to infuse vitality into life. It's the age of artificial intelligence. 85-year-old Marjorie, a jumble of disparate, fading memories, has a handsome new companion, me, a hologram who's been programmed to feed her the story of her life back to her. If given the chance, what would you remember? What would you forget? Jordan Harrison's new play explores the mysteries of human identity and what technology offers. 
Prime Productions presents the play Marjorie Prime at St. Paul's Park Square Theater. Performances run April 19th to May 19th. For tickets, visit parksquaretheater.org. Good morning. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. I'm Laurie Fitz, your host. And we're talking about ideas that matter, and I'm glad that you joined the conversation. Many of you know that the first Saturday of the month is always the Eastside Freedom Library week of discussion. So I'm particularly happy that we have Peter Ratcliffe, who is the co-executive director of the Eastside Freedom Library. Here is my co-anchor today. Yes. My co-host. Yes, your co-conspirator. My co-conspirator, which I actually prefer. Um, And we also want to do a big shout out. Thank you to the Brunson Pub, which is a place where history and passion are part of every detail, starting with the menu. And it's inspired by the neighborhood and it's for the neighborhood and they support our show. You have a guest today who is here to talk about a program coming up at the Eastside Freedom Library. I'll let you do the introductions, my friend. Great. Thank you. Um, As we were saying in the first segment, Story is really important at the Eastside Freedom Library um, and using art and culture as a way to nurture and present stories. So we were thrilled when the Ragamala Dance Theater came to us um, and asked us to host a conversation that they wanted to have together with the theater artists from Full Circle Theater um, about issues of identity and representation and performance. And so today we were able to interest uh, Eric Madsen-Bond, who is the engagement director for uh, Ragamala, to join us on the air and tell us a bit about this project. And it's a project that is going to last many months, um, and we're one community conversation among many. So it's a great intersection between the Eastside Freedom Library and this project of Ragamala's. Eric, so glad to have you with us. Wonderful. Thank you very much for having me. It's great to be here. Now, Eric, there's quite a few of these conversations going on. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so just a a little bit of background about Ragamala Dance Company for any listeners who might not know. Uh, Founded in the Twin Cities in 1992 by Rani Ramaswamy, now under the co-artistic direction of Rani and her daughter, Aparna Ramaswamy. Uh, Ragamal approaches the South Indian classical dance form of Bharatanatyam as a living, breathing, contemporary language. Um, and this intergenerational, culturally hybridic practice um, is a central to identity. Uh, and we believe that it really illuminates the fluidity of ancient and cultural forms uh, to speak to contemporary human experience. Uh, so this series that you mentioned is called Ragamala Rooted. Uh, And it is a year-long series leading up to a performance of our multidisciplinary dance piece, Written in Water, at the Ordway in St. Paul in February 2020. Uh, And and leading up to that, to sort of build audiences and explain our work and introduce our work to new audiences and further explain it to existing audiences, we've taken kind of the central idea of Written in Water and Ragamala's work and just completely blown it up, exploded it, and managed to find 12 aspects, elements, of the sort of make up this work. And then each one of those 12 elements, we've turned into both a, a physical event that is a conversation, a master class, a lecture demonstration, a so many different you know formats for doing this, um, and then as well as a extensive digital platform. Um, so... Much of this is to be announced in the next couple of weeks. Stay <laughs> sure. tuned to the Ordway's website, as well as ragamalarooted.org. Uh, you can find out more information about this project and the upcoming performance. Uh, so of the 12 that are happening throughout the Twin Cities, or it's just in St. Paul? Just in St. Paul. Just in St. Paul. Is the one that you're doing with Eastside on identity and creative practice is that the, yeah. the the aspect that you're most looking yeah. at for for that conversation? Yeah, fundamentally, it's um, it, it's uh, just the the idea of of identity and cultural identity in particularly like American work or mm-hmm. American art being created in America. That's that is rooted in India. Exactly. Um, but that is, it is both very Indian and very American. Um, One of the things that that we talked about a little bit before uh, our our interview today, 
uh, was you were telling me about the language of the dance and how much that attracted the idea of having these very strict um, rules like ballet, very strict dance, but yet the expression of being able to, once one knows that language, to express it differently. Yeah, so we talk about Bharatanatyam as a language. It, it has a, a grammar. There's certain way in which your movements are supposed to work together, certain ways in which sort of the, the piece flows, and there's different elements of, of Bharatanatyam. Uh, it, but what's so valuable about any language is that once you're a master, you can really, you can do exciting different things with that You can language. have nuance at that exactly. point. So there's pure dance. Yes. And that's the structure, the language, the movement that has um, an identity in and of itself that one must learn and have the discipline to learn. Uh, but then there's uh, the other part that is um, abenya. Yeah, so there, there's two main primary elements of mm-hmm. Bharatanatyam. There's pure dance, which is really physical, um, you know, rich full, structure, full body and movement across the across the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's Abhinaya, which is much more expressive and nuanced, uh, and and it's usually as a singer is singing poetry. Uh, it's the dancers sort of living within that poetry and, and finding their own world within that poetry. And so they're going into the woods. Tell me the dance that they might do about the, the poetry of the woods. Yeah, so the, the, if the poetry is about the woods, you know, the, the dancer both lives in the woods and then creates a world that exists in those woods. And so it's, it's the birds and it's the bees and it's the water and it's, you know, all these things that really evoke a incredibly rich and nuanced. So I suppose the literal woods yeah. as well as, you know, some of the reading between the lines, some of the feelings of the woods that you have, exactly. that peace or that magic that comes out of it. Yeah. Now, your background is in technical theater, and I'm, I'm, I know I do this all the time. I get into a, a conversation I want to have, and I have only about a minute and a half left. But we'll move into the next segment as yeah. well. Um, your technical theater was part of what brought you into this interest of the Ragamala theater, that there was um, the technique as well as the expression. Tell me about that, too. Yeah, I've, I've been involved in a lot of performing arts in many different capacities, um, particularly coming from a technical theater background. Uh, and as I was introduced to Ragamala, that just it seemed like such a, a, a wonderful company. Um, the rigor with which they approach all of their work and the beauty with which they express their work uh, immediately stood out to me. It, they're, they're such... Um, Ron Annaparna, as artistic directors, are really visionary leaders and are always planning years in advance. And it, it's just a... It's an exciting company to work for. Well, I'm fascinated with connections and how people get connected to something and how our audience might get connected um, with the Ragamala through listening to your passion and knowing that it's going to be at the Eastside Freedom Library. You can learn more about this also uh, by going to the Eastside Freedom Library. The date is um, May 6th. Monday, no, May 20th. May 20th. Oh, this is... Yes. I went to the other thing that's yes. happening on May 6th. You all have to listen in yes. for what's happening on May 6th. Yeah. But it is May 20th. May, May 20th. A good conversation will be head by all. Um, and it's free and open to all. But we always suggest that it's a nice thing to support the Eastside Freedom Library and, and suggested donations are there as well. But check it out by going to the eastsidefreedomlibrary.org for more information. And we'll be back to talk more about Ragamala as well as other events that are happening at the Eastside Freedom Library. Be right back. In 1977, NASA launched the Voyager spacecrafts, satellites sent from Earth to study the farthest reaches of outer space. Aboard these Voyagers were the golden records, time capsules filled with images, sounds, and music that tell the story of our world. Astronomer Carl Sagan said, The launching of these records into the cosmic ocean says something very hopeful about life on this planet. But can we still find that hope? If you could send a message out to the universe today, what would you say? This April, join Sandbox Theater for the Golden Record Project, an intimate event 42 years in the making. The Golden Record Project is a search for connection, a hopeful call to other worlds, and a declaration that we are here. 
The Golden Record Project, April 12th through May 4th at the Sandbox. Tickets and information at sandboxtheateronline.com. The Golden Record Project. What would you share? Mark your calendars to attend the second annual Powderhorn Shark Tank Small Business Competition for Makers, Hustlers, and Entrepreneurs, Saturday, May 18th at 10 a.m. As one of the Twin Cities' most refreshing and authentic community-centered small business competitions, this event will feature live pitches from 13 finalists who offer a wide range of products and services. Six winners will be chosen by a phenomenal panel of judges and will receive thousands of dollars in cash prizes. Held in the heart of South Minneapolis at the Powderhorn Recreation Center, located at 3400 South 15th Avenue. This is a family-friendly event you don't want to miss. The Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association is the proud host of this event, which is made possible in part by the generous support of several lead sponsors, including U.S. Bank, the Seward Community Co-op, and the Midtown Global Market. Learn more at www.ppna.org. See you all on May 18th. Looking to experience the Northwoods and Boundary Waters? Big Bear Lodge is the perfect choice. May and June are a perfect time to spot some moose as well as have great fishing. Mention AM950 during May and you'll receive 10% off when you book the Dakota Cabin. A cozy cabin perfect for couples or a single person looking to unplug and unwind. Find out more about this great getaway and see their authentic modern woodsy cabins at BigBearLodgeMN.com. That's BigBearLodgeMN.com. I'm Peter Rackler from the Eastside Freedom Library, and I'd like to tell you about an historic place on Payne Avenue, Brunson's Pub. Experience history and passion through the delicious menu, reflecting the Eastside's diversity. The choices are limitless. Salads, sandwiches, burgers, and shareable plates. Visit Brunson's Pub at 956 Payne Avenue and grab a discounted gift card when you mention that you're an AM 950 listener or a supporter of the Eastside Freedom Library. Be sure to check out Brunson'sPub.com. With your AM950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for sunny skies today with a high near 72. Tonight, a slight chance for rain with a low around 45. Sunday, partly sunny with a high near 60. And Monday, rain with a high around 61. Located in downtown St. Paul, Burger Moe's is the perfect neighborhood gathering spot before or after XL Energy events. They offer 20 fresh, never-frozen varieties, as well as delicious apps, soups, salad, dogs, paninis, shakes, and desserts. Also, make sure you try their unburgers. More at BurgerMoe's.com. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. We're so glad that you joined the conversation today and we talk about ideas that matter. And it's the first Saturday, so we get to talk about the Eastside Freedom Library and some wonderful programs that are happening there. And I have Peter Ratcliffe, who is the co-executive director of the Eastside Freedom Library and is my co-host for these shows. Welcome, Peter. Thank you, Lori. We had a nice conversation. Uh, we started off talking about Ragamala and the May 20th. Yes. discussion that you're going to be doing. Tell me more about that, and also I'll let you introduce our guest again. Yeah, so again, we're talking with Eric Madsden-Bond, who is the Director of Engagement for Ragamala Dance Theater, and we're just so glad to have Eric here. Um, I will reveal to listeners, if, unless they're watching, have watched the Facebook Live capture of this, that Eric found it impossible to respond to your questions in the previous segment without using a good deal of body language yes. and I, I appreciate that um, so the, the listeners might have missed it uh, um, but but they should go back and look at the archived video on mm-hmm. Facebook mm-hmm. Um, I am interested in the idea that in order to have a conversation uh, the, the leaders of Ragamala wanted to draw in uh, the the cultural creators of Full Circle Theater, uh, Rick Shiomi and Martha Johnson. And, you know, as I was listening to Eric, I, I thought of that 25-cent academic word, hybridity. And, and I thought one of the things about hybridity is that it's not mushy. That it, it really, you have to start by actually being grounded in a particular culture. You don't just say, oh, I'll take one from column A and one from column B and one from column C and, uh, you know, and then and have take. have your Chinese dinner. Right, right. <laughs> you, know, you know, or my Pan-Asian dinner. Yeah, or, exactly. And, and, and so I think that Eric's done a great job of explaining how committed 
mm-hmm. uh, the Ragamala creators are to a very specific art form. Mm-hmm. Um, but but then how they see their work happening in an American context. And I think also the hybridity applies to theatrical forms. Mm-hmm. And so it's rooted, dance, that it's deep root, rooted. It's yeah. rooted in dance, but there are ways that it's meeting theater. And I think of work that we've done with Rick and Martha and Full Circle and ways that they've wanted to use dance internally to some of their creative work. So I was curious to ask Eric, you know, how was the decision made to have this conversation about identity, a conversation with people from Full Circle Theater? Absolutely. It's a great, great, great question. Um, so within the scope of this Ragamala rooted project and these 12 events, we thought one really important aspect of Ragamala's work is sort of representation and cultural identity and Ragamala's existence as an Indian art form and Indian American company and American company and sort of transcending and crossing all of these lines. We're trying to think of what would be a great way to sort of introduce people to this incredibly important aspect of Ragamala's work. And we immediately thought of Rick and Martha um, and Full Circle and the work that they've been doing there good friends of the company, they're artistic, um, we are artistic admirers of their company. Uh, and celebration of multicultural. Exactly, yes. yeah, and and a lot of these similar ideas, um, Full Circle produces heartfelt, groundbreaking theater that artfully addresses ideas of human nature and social justice for 21st century audiences. That's part of their mission statement, and that's that's... It Incre- speaks to you. you know, that really spoke to us. It, it speaks to Ragamala's artistic mm-hmm. identity as well. And we thought this would be just fascinating, uh, personally, and for you know, other people, um, to have a conversation between Ronnie and Aparna, uh, Ragamala's co-artistic directors, and Rick and Martha, uh, Full Circle's co-artistic directors. And so, as we were thinking about this conversation, we then decided to ask uh, Sandy Augustine to moderate the conversation. Uh, an acclaimed theater artist, dance artist, activist, is familiar with Ragnarola's work, familiar with Rick and Martha's work, um, and just would be the perfect person to tie this all together. Um, so having this conversation and kind of bringing it all together in this conversation, um, we want to explore what are the opportunities and challenges in creating culturally representative art, um, in both how Ragamala does that and in how Full Circle does that, which are very different ways of approaching that, um, but also similar in so many ways. I thought it would just be a really interesting conversation to sort of explore the, the questions of how do you work across and within cultural communities and cultural art forms, uh, how do you honor this challenge, and how do you find a place for both culturally specific art forms, culturally specific artists uh, from these communities into the sort of the milieu of American art? One of the questions I know that Rick has taken some of his work back um, in Asia, and it's toured mm. in Asia, and mm-hmm. and I think that's interesting because it has yes. its roots um, in an Asian perspective, but it also celebrates the American um, and Canadian and Canadian mm-hmm. uh, Vancouver mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> viewpoints. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you ever had Ragamala go back to India? Yeah, so Ragamala has both performed um, solo performances in India, which Bharatanatyam is traditionally a solo form, uh, and so there is sort of a it's called the Margam is the mm-hmm. standard traditional recital. Uh, and so we've done that. Uh, Aparna Ramaswamy, our, one of our artistic directors, has performed several times as a soloist in India, done sort of the festival circuit. There's a particular season when a lot of performances happen in Chennai. Uh, but in addition to that, we've also performed uh, ensemble pieces there, pieces that are a little bit less strictly classical mm-hmm. um, in sort of the, the, the format and the approach. What feedback? Did you get in? Was has there been some interesting? Oh, I can see the American uh, influence, uh, or has it been? Oh, that's just a, another interesting way of performing it. Both. We get uh, a lot of feedback that it, uh, that our work is both um, 
well, true so, to so, form. It yeah, yeah, been. incredibly true to form. It, it, and it's interesting. In India, there are also a lot of dancers doing innovative mm-hmm. and different types of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it, it, in many ways, we are more classical than interesting. Like many Indian artists. Um, but uh, the piece that we most recently brought to India was called Sacred Earth, and it combined Bharatanatyam with a couple other uh, kolam and warli, sort of traditional folk arts. Huh. Uh, and so that, I think, was a, a, a different sort of combination um, that people hadn't seen before, <laughs> but that because it really respected the, the, the foundation and the classical center of the art, um, yeah, that it was it was well received. Well, you had uh, mentioned that there's some other events coming up, right? As well. I think that this theme of uh, representations and cultural identity is is a theme that we're really working with in the month of May, and uh, early next week on Monday night and. Maybe your listeners are aware that Monday nights are often good nights to engage theater professionals in conversations because it's their typical night (laughs) off. Uh, And so we're taking advantage of a Monday night off, uh, Monday, May May 6th, uh, to have a conversation about two pieces of theater that are going up this month. Uh, in the Twin Cities. Uh, one is a musical called Dirty Business, a, a completely new piece. And that's at the uh, History, right? At the, at the History Theater in St. Paul, written uh, by uh, Lori, Laura Heggie Flanagan. And she is going to be part of the conversation. And this is a musical about four women who engaged in different forms of espionage uh, during World War II. She danced and, and she spied. Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, and we have all kinds of tropes and stereotypes yes. in our heads yes. about what they must have been like. And, and so – Laura has has put these together, and uh, she's going to be helping us to discuss how gender uh, gets represented on stage. And then um, there are two wonderful artists from Los Angeles who are being brought to town by Pangea. This is such a a project. They're being brought by Pangea, but the piece is going to be staged at Mixed Blood. Um, And it's a play about Micronesian identities in Hawaii. And uh, one of the uh, co-artistic directors is Laotian. The other is Hawaiian. um, And their piece is called Masters of the Currents. And I think Currents probably has multiple meanings, one of which has to do with water, others of which probably have to do with culture. Um, And so we're going to all come together on the Monday night, May 6th, to have a conversation about kind of the politics of representation, gender, and race. Um, And then later in the month, we're going to be hosting the Black Ensemble players in their production, an all-black production with a very West African kind of timbre, um, their production of Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream. And that should be just fabulous It should be absolutely fabulous and fabulous to see how is Shakespeare different Mm-hmm. You know, when they are Other. black bodies and, and accents and And music. interpretation. Maybe there's Absolutely. a shift in nuance that uh, new discoveries Absolutely. get made. I'm sure. I'm uh. sure. And so that's going to run um, May 16, 17, 18, and 19 uh, at, at the library. So it's a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night and a Sunday afternoon matinee. And then on a Monday of May 20th. And then Monday of May 20th, we have this conversation between folks from Ragamala and folks from Full Circle Theater. Well, Eric, I really appreciate you coming today and sharing, you know, your own passion, um, as well as letting us know about this conversation and conversations that will take place, as well as get us excited about 2020 and the opportunity to see this on stage. It's very visionary. It's got smarts to it. And you're becoming um, an ambassador for um, the work that's being done. So we appreciate that. And we appreciate all the nuances and, and, and new ways of looking at this traditional theater and creating uh, multidisciplinary, multidisciplinary ways of dancing and interpreting dance. So yes. well, thank you. Thank you both. Very thank much. you, Eric. Wonderful to be here. And we also want to thank Brunson's Pub. 
a place where history and passion are part of every detail, starting with the menu. Um, and when you come to experience the Brunson Pub, it's at 956 Payne Avenue. Grab a discounted gift card when you mention either AM 950 as a listener or if you're a supporter of the Eastside Freedom Library. And you can learn about getting that by going to brunsonspub.com. Also, go to the calendar events section on the eastsidefreedomlibrary.org. You'll see about all these events. Pay particular attention to Monday nights. It sounds like we rock and roll on Monday nights, but yes. there's always something fun happening at the Eastside Freedom Library. And if you want to learn more about our Connections Radio show, we have a fairly new website, which is ConnectionsRadioMN.com. And I encourage you to look at our community partners. The Eastside Freedom Library is our community partner and is on every Saturday, first Saturday of the month. So tune in for our Eastside Freedom Conversations. And stay tuned with us. We have one more segment and we'll be talking more about the other programs coming up in the month of May and maybe a little preview of what's happening in June and July as well. So stay tuned. We're glad you're here and we're glad you've made the connection. It's the age of artificial intelligence. 85-year-old Marjorie, a jumble of disparate, fading memories, has a handsome new companion, me, a hologram who's been programmed to feed her the story of her life back to her. If given the chance, what would you remember? What would you forget? Jordan Harrison's new play explores the mysteries of human identity and what technology offers. Prime Productions presents the play Marjorie Prime at St. Paul's Park Square Theater. Performances run April 19th to May 19th. For tickets, visit parksquaretheater.org. Minnesota is the home of heroes. Dock and Lift in Spring Park recognizes all of our local military members. A world of thanks to those who serve and their families for securing peace and prosperity for our country. Freedom rings because of your great sacrifice. Brave hearts who continue to lay down their own lives to protect and defend ours. Dock and Lift in Spring Park. We love our freedom, so we support our troops. We live in the land of the free, thanks to the brave. Tom Hartman here telling you that solar energy isn't just for environmentalists. Switching to all-energy solar is actually perfect for reducing your carbon footprint while also saving money on your monthly electric bill. The fact that solar panels cause no earth-harming emissions while it's producing energy is a bonus. Who in the world could object to that? But they can also help you save money month after month for decades. And they do it with a clean footprint. So go green and start saving money today by visiting allenergysolar.com. Get 50 bucks for your trade-in regardless of condition when you buy new appliances from Warner Stellion. Minnesota's appliance specialists beat the competition once again with guaranteed sale prices, trusted fast free local delivery, and now for a limited time, 50 bucks for every appliance you replace with a qualifying model. Replace your tired, inefficient appliances and get $50 trade-in rebates. The more you replace, the more you save. For a very limited time, exclusively from Minnesota's own original appliance specialist, Warner Stellion. Get out of the cold at Burger Moe's. Burger Monday Madness happens every Monday after 4 p.m., except on Excel event evenings, where you can order any burger with fries on the menu for just $6. Burger Moe's always offers fresh, never-frozen burger varieties, as well as delicious appetizers, soups, salads, and unburgers, dogs, paninis, shakes, desserts, two daily happy hours, and 60 beers on tap. Located at 242 West 7th Street in St. Paul with plenty of free parking and online at BurgerMoe's.com. It's the age of artificial intelligence. 85-year-old Marjorie, a jumble of disparate, fading memories, has a handsome new companion, me, a hologram who's been programmed to feed her the story of her life back to her. If given the chance, what would you remember? What would you forget? Jordan Harrison's new play explores the mysteries of human identity and what technology offers. Prime Productions presents the play Marjorie Prime at St. Paul's Park Square Theater. Performances run April 19th to May 19th. For tickets, visit parksquaretheater.org. Good morning, and welcome back to Connections Radio Show. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and today we've been talking about programs at the Eastside Freedom Library because it's the first Saturday of the month. And we get to celebrate the Eastside Freedom Library with my co-host, Peter Ratcliffe, who is also the co-executive director of the Eastside Freedom Library. Welcome, Peter. Thank you, Lori. And in our fourth segment, it's always fun because we're always looking to what's coming up and giving previews for folks. We've had a chance to talk about Ragamala, the great conversation that's coming up on May 20th. We talked a little bit about the Black Ensemble Theater mm-hmm. that is going to be giving performances of Midsummer Night's Dream. If you're wanting more information on this, you can just go to 
to the eastsidefreedomlibrary.org and you can look up those events. But there's a few more that you're going to highlight for us. Tell yeah. us about some other things right. coming well, up this and I, month. I would also say go to our Facebook page yes. and uh, where there are Facebook events, but also lots of substantive articles contextualizing the issues that the events engage. So do visit and like yes. our Facebook page. So um, – you know, what would a library be if it didn't also deal with books? Absolutely. And, and so we have, we have our own interesting ways of dealing with books and the kinds of conversations that we want to promote. And so typically we try to enlist one or two other people in addition to an author to engage that author in front of an audience and kind of open up some areas of question and then turn to an audience for a larger conversation. So we have two absolutely thrilling events around books that are memoirs written by local African-Americans that we will be featuring in the month of May. And the first is the Melvin Carter Jr., also known as the dad of the mayor. Um, And uh, he has written a memoir called Diesel Heart. And in partnership with the Ramsey County Historical Society and their History Revealed program, we're sponsoring an event with Mr. Carter on Tuesday night, May 7th. And he will be in conversation with Marvin Anderson, who is really the founder and spiritual heart essence of uh, the We Remember Rondo festivals. And Marvin has been central to getting this project of building an overlook over Interstate 94 and making sure that it's inclusive of Hmong and other residents of Rondo, not only an African-American story. And and for those that don't know mm -hmm. what the Rondo story is, it's... So Rondo was the historically African-American community in St. Paul. A thriving business and and neighborhood. And it had two union halls on Rondo Avenue. Um, And Rondo was destroyed in the late 50s, early 60s. Uh, by the building of Interstate 94. Went right through the heart. Right through the heart. It's not an uncommon story for the building of the interstate highway system in the United States. No one has yet really written the book about the whole story from coast to coast, but which communities were picked and which communities were divided. Which weren't considered important. Right. Or was there even uh, perhaps some nefarious yeah. reasons why reasons. The, yes. the, yeah. those communities were destroyed by yeah. a roadway. Yeah. So um, I think that Mr. Carter would describe himself as a child of Rondo um, and now the father of the mayor. And we're very excited to have him and Marvin Anderson joining us um, on May 6th, uh, May 7th, Tuesday, May 7th. And then a week later, on Tuesday, May 14th, we're absolutely thrilled to be hosting our old friend, uh, Dr. Josie Johnson. Uh, Josie was the first African-American vice president of the University of Minnesota. Uh, She grew up in Texas and then migrated to the Twin Cities and then became an organizer of both women of color and white women to go back to the South in the 1960s and participate in the civil rights movement. And in the process of writing her memoir, she drew on two local African-American women writers, Arlita Little um, and Carolyn Holbrook, and and they both really are kind of co authors of of Josie's remarkable memoir titled Hope in the Struggle. And the three of them will have a conversation on Tuesday, May 14th uh, at the Eastside Freedom Library. That and, guarantees to be dynamic. Uh, oh, it, it will be amazing. <laughs> All, any one of them yes. could more than hold forth uh, of an evening, but to see the three of them together is a great opportunity for all of us, and it's a great opportunity for the Twin Cities to honor Josie and the and the work that Josie has done, and generations of of women and young men that she has mentored 
um, she's just been a bedrock of, of this community. So those are two book events. Um, and, and then, you know, we, we look down the road, uh, in the rest of the summer. Um, summer is not a time to slow down at the East Side <laughs> Freedom Library. And, and we're just so honored that that our old friend Jelani Cobb is is willing to come to town and and celebrate us uh, in the fifth anniversary of the Eastside Freedom Library and and it, that's on June twelfth. That's on June twelfth and and sort of interestingly, our very first event in June of two thousand and fourteen, when we first uh, took occupancy of the building was a celebration of Juneteenth. And so Juneteenth and its celebration of freedom and the idea, and and the title for Jelani's talk um, is The Half-Life of Freedom. Um, I'm not quite sure what he means by that, but I'm sure it's going to be really brilliant. And and it's an opportunity for all of us, non-black as well as black, all of us to really ask, what does freedom mean to us now in, and in the 21st century? And if we get lazy about freedom, huh. I yes. think that's How easy it is to, to lose. Exactly. Yes. And and do we get to a halfway point and wake up right. and go, wait a minute, wait right. a minute. That, that, we're talking right. about our freedom. We're talking about our constitution. We're right. talking about equal rights. We're right. talking, um, there, right. there seems to be wake-up calls that periodically you know, get us thinking and, and keep us off from yeah. just getting lazy about our freedoms. Yeah. Um, and given that this new PBS documentary has just come out on Reconstruction with Henry Louis Gates, um, these are subjects that people are looking at. And again, in our kind of vision at the Eastside Freedom Library, it's about having a conversation between the past and the present. So what and does Reconstruction – well, you yes. can't – Exactly. <laughs> you can't envision the future uh-huh. if you don't have a conversation between the present and the past. Uh-huh. And so this is a great opportunity to continue to do that. We're also looking forward to launching a film series uh-huh. that connects back with the work that we did with ABC Realty and the question of uh, the housing gap. Um, there's an increasing number of good documentary films that look at the challenges of home ownership faced by people of color in the Twin Cities and elsewhere. So stay tuned. Stay tuned and also... As I've said before, check out their website, eastsidefreedomlibrary.org. And you've been listening to Connections Radio Show, where we connect with the East Side and we connect with you and we connect with artists and we connect with dancers and authors and hopefully bring the East Side into your living room or your car uh, for a good conversation. But I also want to inspire you to be live and in person at the Eastside Freedom Library and consider being a collaborator there. Um, Shake it up. Make a difference. Thank you, Peter. Always have a a great time with our show here. So thank you and stay tuned for next week on Connections Radio Show. We want you to connect with us. Have a good one. 